opioid overdoses have really continued unabated during the COVID pandemic. In fact, they've only continued that steady upward trend that we've seen for years now. In fact, they doubled in 2020. Uh, this weekend was tragic in the city of Edmonton. Three people there found dead in the city's core all at the same time, and it's believed they did die of overdoses. There are now calls from various social agencies and different groups saying we need to come up with an emergency plan here, something urgent to deal with this crisis. It's something we've struggled for so long to get a handle on. Rebecca Hainsaw joins us now. She is a professor in community health sciences at the University of Calgary. Um, Rebecca, thanks for your time this morning. I appreciate it. Thank you. You know, when we take a look at this opioid epidemic and the crisis that's been going on, I I don't know how long you can call something a crisis. This has been carrying on for years and years and years and only getting worse, right? Yeah, I think, you know, in the past five years that we've been monitoring, uh, 2020 is by far the worst year on record. At times, uh, deaths from overdoses were exceeding or or on par with COVID deaths in this province. And as you mentioned in your lead-up, we just haven't seen that emergency response. Yeah, and so when we talk about an emergency response, what kind of things are we talking about here? Because, you know, these groups are calling on AHS, police, the provincial government, everybody to try and come together and come up with a plan. So what what does a, a, you know, a major public response look like? Well, from where I sit, it looks like a public health emergency response, similar to what we've seen for the COVID-19 pandemic. We don't have any press conferences when we see three citizens dying outside in a park. Uh, you know, we don't hear from the Chief Medical Officer of Health. Uh, we don't have an emergency overdose prevention task force. And we just don't see the scale up of, you know, what you just mentioned, a collaborative response across sectors, either at the provincial or the municipal level. Yeah, and the the question I have, Rebecca, is, I mean, this is not new. This has been going on for so long, and all politicians talk about it and talk about how they need to address it and how terrible it is. Why have we not seen any progress? I think some people would say in Alberta we've gone backwards. I think we have gone backwards. We hear a lot about investing in treatment and investing in beds. And, you know, beds are not homes for those people who are vulnerable. And investing in treatment recovery is not overdose prevention. And so I think in the public mind and in the, you know, political uh, realm, the discussions we've been having, we really have to disentangle, like, what is mental health and substance use treatment from what is responding to a public health emergency in overdose deaths. I mean, three people dying outside. That's Jason Bush, Michael Dion, and Clifford Mitchell. I think it's important to say those names. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Mason and Dean Kemner, who died earlier in May. Two you know, brothers, 29 and 31, who died in their apartment, also suspected overdose in Edmonton. These are people from across the spectrum, uh, you know, dying. There was a journalist who talked about responding to an overdose in downtown Calgary outside. This is just going to continue happening, uh, and it's going to affect many people. To me, it's it's shocking and tragic. And I think you make an interesting point in terms of separating it, because you're right, the provincial government will constantly come out, and they did this week, saying, hey, we've made investments in opioid agonist, uh, antagonist therapies, medical de- detox, we've increased the number of recovery beds. Um, you know, and then you hear the addiction specialists and the public health advocates on the other, say, other side saying none of those things are good for someone who's dead. They, they don't help. You need to keep people alive and prevent the overdose. There really are two separate discussions that need to be had here. 
Yeah, and I think it's also exactly what you're pinpointing, that we're focusing on, you know, the possibility of recovery or readiness for treatment. And, I mean, don't get me wrong, public health advocates also embrace this. Sure. Uh, And any investment in helping people is fine. But we're looking at these, you know, beds or facilities or communities they're developing. That's happening down the road. Families that I speak to in the research I do are telling me that for some of the major treatment centers, there's still a five to seven month waiting list. And we have to remember, I think it's hard for people who haven't experienced it, that when people um, go into treatment and they come out, they're at an incredibly high risk for overdose too, because we know uh, when people are experiencing addiction, sometimes they'll return to youth, they'll relapse, you know, and it's a process um, sometimes of cycling. So, you know, the idea that residential treatment fixes overdose, uh, I think people just don't understand how that's connected. But also, um, you know, that the drug supply has become increasingly toxic during mm-hmm. the pandemic. And so things have really shifted and it's way more dangerous and risky. than. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33 percent with prime on all body care and candles then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with prime round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market that was before rebecca you know we talk about alberta right now i mean that's what we're broadcasting to and we know it's a situation here but it seems to me It's like that in a lot of places. Is there one jurisdiction you can look at and say, hey, look, this is what they did and this is the positive outcome? Has anybody managed to get a handle on this? You know, I think it's very challenging because we were leading in Alberta uh, for scaling up harm reduction interventions and for HIV HIV prevention, um, you know, we were doing all the right things, uh, and that changed in 2019 when uh, our focus shifted with the new government, and the services have been systematically defunded. I think um, we've seen the same thing in Ontario with their shift in provincial government, and, you know, they're also reporting record overdose numbers, but I... As, I am inspired by, you know, Regina has an overdose prevention site. Saskatoon has a supervised consumption site. So we do see people trying to innovate and to respond. Uh, you know, Sudbury had a citizen pop-up uh, overdose prevention site because the situation was so desperate and then the city shut it down. So I think there is the will. Um, and the feds have said, you know, we... Um, have tried to fast-track safe supply of prescribed mm-hmm. uh, alternatives to street uh, opioids for folks, but that's blocked in Alberta. That's not something that's going to be allowed uh, in our jurisdiction. So, you know, there is a chance to innovate, but um, we're just not doing it right now. Yeah, we aren't moving forward at all. Um, has there been any progress on these calls for some sort of urgent action in the past week? Uh, has there been any movement of all? Is, is there any groups coming together to come up with a plan? Uh, you know, not that I've heard yet, although we're certainly always having those conversations. I was a bit disheartened to see, you know, an op-ed editorial from, uh, you know, Minister Lawan yesterday in the Edmonton Journal just once again, you know, laying out how the Alberta model is successful and how much they're investing. Um, you know, but we haven't heard anything uh, about 
responding to this, especially what's happening in Edmonton. And I think one of the things we have to focus on now is our uh, municipal elections in Calgary and Edmonton. The situation's equally dire in Calgary, and we have a mental health and addiction strategy that the mayor rolled out for $25 million, and there's no money for overdose prevention. And I keep saying that over and over, and no one seems to be responding. Yeah, and uh, unfortunately, people are dying as we wait. Uh, Rebecca, thanks so much for your time. I appreciate it. Yeah, I really appreciate you having me on. Thanks. That is Rebecca Hainsaw, who is a assist, uh, associate professor in community health sciences at the University of Calgary, uh, dealing with public health.